All right. Good evening, everyone. Edwin Lee Raymer here with you, and we've got a great broadcast set up for you. Mr. Murfreesboro, Bill Wilson is here. Dalton Barrett's on the board as usual, and uh, Christopher Hale is here with us. Chris is going down the final home stretch, and we're going to talk to him, see how he's done, and uh, let him put out a word of thanks to some people. I'm sure he'll want to do. Uh, regardless win, lose, or draw. Uh, for example, his staff, they have done a fantastic job and just uh, just amazing. And uh, Chris, how are you? I know you, you, you know, look great. Doing well. It's um, So I don't know if you know, but I'm into this campaign with a uh, walk across Tennessee. Uh, you might. I think. I think. I think. I triggered. <laughs> I think I triggered Ed with my plaid shirt. I, 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 see, I bet he's driving the red pickup and everything. You know. What I mean. <laughs> we didn't know what the red truck up pick up, but yeah, we we got the Chevy, we got the Silverado out Cross there. between Lamar Dang. and uh, Forrest Gump. Right? Yeah, well, honestly, <laughs> beard? You know, it's coming. I I'm, I'm, I'm I don't Come have on, enough facial okay. hair to grow it out for the entire month. It, okay, we're trying to be serious here, folks. This is hair atrophy. You have a hair exactly. Atrophy. exactly. This is the United States congressional seat, Fair and we've got a man imitating Lamar Alexander. But anyway, <laughs> we're going to be back with him in just a second. Here, we've got some condolences to go out, Bill. I think you've got some of those, mm-hmm. don't you? We're going to mention that after a while but for right now my name is Evan Lee Raymer still and yes I'm still a private investigator welcome aboard this is the Edwin Lee Raymer show with your host Ed Raymer on your good neighbor station news radio WGNS Murfreesboro That is a little stiff upper lip for you from ACDC. And yes, this is the Edwin Lee Raymer Show. I'm your host, Ed Raymer. This show is produced at the studios at WGNS AM 1450, 100.5, 101.9 FM, right here in the heart of the great volunteer state, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You can reach us tonight. You can reach Chris with your questions, comments, ideas, text. Don't we'll read them over the air at 615-893-1450. That's 615-893-1450. And uh, like I said, you can send a text to that number if you do not wish to go on there and be heard on the air live. And we certainly understand some of you may not wish to. As you all know, my co-host is Mr. Murfreesboro himself, a.k.a. Bill Wilson. And Bill, how are you doing? I am great. Good. I'm great. You can also listen to us via the internet at WGNSRadio.com. That's WGNSRadio.com, as most of my family does in Southern Kentucky. And, of course, with Facebook, the Edwin Lee Raymer Show live on WGNS. And you can watch on Bill's Mr. Murfreesboro page, as my wife always does, Facebook Live. That's Bill Wilson and Mr. Murfreesboro page on Facebook. You can also download the WGNS app. Take WGNS with you wherever you go and listen whenever you wish. Uh, Stephen Reynolds does a podcast. doing a great job. I think he said some of your campaign yeah, people, yeah. I believe, Chris. It's and Great show. Yeah, and um, i got to listen to that. I have not listened to that one yet. And uh, he's doing just a great job. And Angela Bingham is on at 6 o'clock with Simplicity every Sunday night. And she's been on a little over three years now. She's doing a great job. And Jason Qualls is on every afternoon around 4 o'clock. A lot of stock market information. Good. Just good shows. Uh, Chris, before we get with you and cut you loose, uh, Bill, we had some condolences to go yeah. out. We have, we've lost uh, another we, friend of Murfreesboro. Yeah. Uh, a lot of you are familiar with uh, Ann Hope. She's a, a realtor here in town, the Ann Hope team. And... Uh, her husband um, passed away, I think, yesterday. Um, just 
very young. He was in his and, early fifties, yeah. His, I'm pretty sure he was in his fifties, but right. uh, he did have like I think it was like a blood disorder. But then he did catch the COVID, and it was great. Uh, yeah. So anyway, our condolences go out to Ann and the Hope family. Run um, now. She and their dog is, is she out of here in in, in Murfreesboro? And it's uh, I think. She is. Her grandfather was Henry Horton, the governor of Tennessee. Henry Horton State Park. That was really? her grandfather. I'll be doggone. But okay. Ann's been, I guess, in real estate the last 15 years or so. And right. anyway, our condolences go out to there. Our thoughts and prayers I know the go name out to, to the my home. knowledge. Yeah. I've, I've never met Ask her, Ann. I do know the name. But yeah. she's, uh, our prayers and thoughts go out to the, the Hope family. And he, David did a lot of good for people in the community. Good. Anyone else shot. right now that we that we have that uh, we need? Uh, not right off hand, but you know, the, I'm sure there's right people. And folks, if there ever is, please uh, notify Bill on his Mister Murfreesboro page. Send him a text, give him a call, whatever, and we're always glad to uh, to help out and assist any way we can here at uh, not only here at Edwin Lee Ramers Show with Bill Wilson, but also with WGNS. Period. Okay, uh, we're going to get started here right now. Chris, tell us where you've been, how you're doing, how do you feel? Good. Um, so, as I uh, mentioned, I think at the last cam- uh, the last time I was on here in late August, um, ending this campaign with a walk across Tennessee, you know, kind of lost my facial features. I've uh, been on the road quite a bit. Wind chap. Yeah, wind chap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's 196 miles across this district from Colyoka, which is in the, on the uh, front, the border. Murray uh, County. Murray County, you got it. And then Spring City, which is at the very top of Ray County. It's a big district. You know, it, it spans two time zones. It spans four media markets. Um, it's one, it's the biggest district in the state of Tennessee and one of the biggest in the country. But to me, it's really important that a United States congressman know the people and, right. and do what it takes to know the people. And so, um, you know, I've hosted over 165, 165 events exactly um, in 16 counties in the past six months, um, town halls in every county. But it's really important to me that you know the people in the flesh and they know you. You know, I always right. think about that story about the uh, FDR's funeral, um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And there was this woman crying um, at the funeral as mm-hmm. the, uh, the the tale goes. goes. And someone asked her, the journalist asked her, ma'am, did you know the president? And she said, no, but he knew me. And I think it's really important that the people of Tennessee, that I know them. That's that exactly I, that right. I know them in the flesh. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I tell you what else is good, if say that you win, is to have a representative from Murfreesboro. It's been a while. It's, it's been, been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. It's, it's been a, a long while. And... Um, and we've certainly got the votes here that could that could do that. Gonna, I believe we do. And gonna, I'm not saying I'm not saying disavow the other sure. the other counties. I don't mean that. You know what I'm saying? Well, the, the district's about 50-50, give or take. The the, the right. um they break down. You can't win. So the folks that are out there in rural Tennessee, you cannot win this district on Rutherford County alone. Okay. Spe- especially mm-hmm. with Democrats' historic margins in rural Tennessee. Like we're not we we haven't lost counties by ten or fifteen or twenty points. We're talking about thirty. 40 plus yes and so you know for me that's why i spent a lot of time in little tennessee there's no pathway forward to this election without making those margins up but you know i'll say this with confidence we're going to win rutherford county i know that we're going to win rutherford county okay Uh, this campaign has made over seven hundred thousand contacts with tennessee voters and and we're proud of that and i think that what you're starting to see and what's making my candidate kind of come out of the come out of the basement if you will to use a metaphor that the right uses quite a bit Mm -hmm. with our uh, our nominee right um 
it's that I'm really winning over Republicans in Rutherford County. Uh, those right. Bart Gordon Republicans who voted for Bart for a long time because you know Bart wasn't a radical leftist. He wasn't he wasn't tied in with the left. He was a he was it's a good congressman who who got us stuff. You know and you know well the Greenway is a classic example. Exactly. I think Bill we talked about that one night. Uh, Chris you may have been with us. I don't know but. Bart Gordon was instrumental in getting that us that, yeah. that Greenway, mm-hmm. which I must admit, when that whole thing started, I had my doubts about. Sure. I said, you know, now it's true you got federal funds, but you've got to, the city's going to have to maintain this. Originally, thing, it was you know. connect Murfreesboro to Clarksville. So it was a much more ambitious yeah. project. Through the, through the rivers. Well, you know, it's interesting. I had a Republican come up to me. He said, Chris Hale, I think you're a snake oil salesman, but I think you could be a snake oil salesman for Murfreesboro. And I think that's one thing we got to realize for this this position is, yes, you legislate and you'll be a lawmaker, but also you're an advocate for the community. And there's 434 other members of the United States Congress who are out there fighting for their communities. And I want to bring good stuff back to Rutherford County. We, right. We've got to have investment, federal investment. Um, there's a lot of opportunities that, and there's a lot of things that need fixing around here that we need federal money for. Right. And a lot of people don't know this. We're going to talk more about this when we come back. Uh, you worked in the Obama White House. Yes, briefly, yeah. yeah. Briefly. So I, I know how long, government works. Yeah, you do know how government works. Yes. Which <laughs> I think we could all admit would be helps out. Nice. It, would, it be nice. would be a big help in a it's federally nice. elected office. And uh, <laughs> no, I didn't mention any names there, but uh, I mean, you do. And yes. it, makes, it makes a big difference. And it, you know how things get how things get done well absolutely and we can talk about this other break i know how the federal government works and i can make it work for you and your family that's what we want to do and especially here in rutherford county and all through this district which is just first of all they're just great folks i mean they really are Mm -hmm. they're just good folks and yes some of them have not ever voted democrat i'm sure and they never will that's okay but they're still good folks they're good folks you know um when i'm a united states congressman um i'll be i'm a democratic nominee but i'm a united states congressman i'll fight just as hard for the people that don't vote me for me as those who do that's the that's the that's the ticket okay we're with chris hale who's campaigning for the United States Congress against Scott Desjardins. He's with us for the whole hour, and he's going to be here with us. When we come back, we're going to go to our first series of breaks. Mr. Murfreesboro, Bill Wilson is here, and Dalton Barrett's on the board. Thank you, Chris, for coming up. If I forget to thank you later. My name's Ed Reimer. We'll be right back with you in a couple minutes. Stay with us. You know, I wanted to take just a minute and tell you about one of our finer restaurants here in town. That's Zao's Hibachi and Sushi Grill. Now, they are located out of Highway 231. That's Memorial Boulevard. Go out on past Adams Place. Go right up past Walmart and to the left, take your next stoplight. That's Wendellwood Drive. 149 Wendellwood Drive, Suite B5. They're in the Sprout Shopping Center. This is one of the most unique restaurants you will ever eat at. Appetizers, extensive menus, soups, salad sushi starters but the biggest thing that you'll enjoy is the show on the hibachi grills now mark has set up four of these grills and these chefs are second to none uh, the food very reasonably priced and if you got the kids with you a date with you they will show you a good time that's zao's hibachi and sushi grill 145 Wendellwood drive here in murfreesboro Go to J. Mullins Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. 
They're located at 352 West Murfreesboro Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions. Weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. That's J. Muller's Jewelers. 352 West Northfield Boulevard, right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Ronna McCrary has been in the mortgage business for 29 years. During her 29-year tenure, she's won multiple awards for being a top producer. She was voted as a favorite mortgage loan officer in the 2018 and 2019 DNJ Ruthie Awards. She's a proud member of the Middle Tennessee State University 1989 graduating class. She specializes in all types of mortgage products and takes pride in going the extra mile. You can visit her at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, Suite 203, or reach her at 615-419-9193, or even apply online at loansbyronda.com. Thanks for tuning in, and when you get ready to buy or sell real estate, give the Thomas Wilson team with parts a call at 615-406-5872. We've been in the real estate business for over 25 years and have helped over a 1,000 families with their real estate needs. And we'd love the opportunity to serve you and your families. This is Bill Wilson with the Thomas Wilson team at Parks here in Murfreesboro. Give us a call. We will not disappoint. Curb them, crack them, or bend them. We can mend them. Come by Wheelworks, located 516 South Church Street. For a free estimate, we also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Wheelworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. Hello everyone, it's Ed with Private Investigations in Middle Tennessee. You know, if you just need someone checked out on a background check, tag them a run, or if you need someone full-fledged follow, give us a call. You can reach me at 615-390-7219. That's 615-390-7219. Or check out our website at piofmt.com. That's piofmt.com. I'm Leah, the Bond Girl and owner of Grumpy's Bail Bonds, now serving 24 Middle Tennessee counties. Sometimes bad things really do happen to good people. And if you find yourself in jail needing bail, Grumpy's Bail Bonds is here for you. We'll get you out of jail with the fastest, friendliest, most affordable service. I guarantee you'll be happy when you call Grumpy's, 877-GRUMPY'S, or go to my website at grumpysbailbonds.com. Welcome back to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show on News Radio WGNS. All right, and we are back with Christopher Hale. Chris, who's running for, uh, what is his fourth, congre- fourth, fourth Congressional United States Congress? Fourth Congressional, yep. uh, uh, congressional seat, United States Congress. Bill Wilson's with us. Dalton Barrett's on the board. And, okay, Chris. Uh, how did you get here? How did you? What what led you? I mean, you know, uh, you've put your name on a ballot twice now. Yeah, you put yourself out there. You've sacrificed a lot. How did you get here? So, um, grew up here in Murfreesboro. Uh, born okay. um, went to, uh, born at the old hospital, uh, right. MTMC. Yeah. Remember that one because you yeah. could 
be buried, you be born there and buried right next <laughs> door. <true>. Yeah, <laughs> go for right. it. Um, exactly right. My family moved here from Kentucky. My father and, and mother moved here from Kentucky. My dad's uh, first job in Kentucky was with the Batesville Casket Company. So, oh yeah, yeah wow. so old right. caskets. Um, in and the, they have a location in Shelbyville now, I think. Don't they? Or is it, he, yes, I believe Tullahoma so. Or Shelbyville, one, one of them do. He then got a job here in the '89 or in the in the mid '80s at the Cumberland Swan. Do you remember? Cumberland? Cumberland? I remember Cumberland yeah. Swan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Perigo and. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and so he's in right. manufacturing. So for, he they came in the, in the 80s. I was born in 89. We had a good upbringing. I lived in Regency Park. Um, went to Case and Lane and then switched over to Siegel Elementary, Siegel Middle, and Siegel High School. People about my right. age will... Well, know what I'm talking about. I went to four brand new schools. Right. Because all those yeah, schools. Yeah, they were built. Pri- right. Privileged. They yeah. were built well, like you that. know, the year I was born, Murfreesboro had 34,000 people. What are we up to now? 150? Uh, right at 150. 150 yeah. now, yeah. I believe. So five times the growth. And, and so, it's going nothing but higher. Yeah. Well, and, and, well, it was until the, this this year, but I mean, it'll 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 be back. Well, I mean, people are still coming in. One of the things I saw growing up was I thought pretty good leadership. You know, um, I thought Mayor Reeves, I thought he was a hero of mine. And then, of course, my, uh, Mayor Brack. Um, right. And, and, sure. Yeah. And then we had, of course, Congressman Gordon. Um, and then we had the eight years of, of Phil Bredesen. I saw good, strong, level-headed uh, Democratic leadership. But, you know, one of the things that I did not understand then that I understand now was there's a peril of Tennessee governance, and it's this. It's always been one-party rule. Always. It was the Democrats. Since, I know. Since God was yeah. a boy. But it yeah. switched so quickly to Republicans. There wasn't split government. And here's the thing and that, that struck me, and that's always struck me. We need strong minority parties. When you have a strong minority party, what you do is you have oversight, you have competition, you have you have a. You sense. have to hear from both sides because, as, as as one of the greatest statesmen this, this state ever had, Howard Baker said, "You know, you might want to listen to the other guy every once in a while because you he might know. be right." Yeah, well, and you never know. Maybe right. Be and Howard Baker majority. was a Republican. Well, right. it's, it's interesting I mean, if you look at the scandals, and I'll get I'll get I'm I'm circling this around here. If you go get ahead. To, if you get to the the if you get to history, Tennessee has corruption, significant corruption historically, <laughs> and the Democrats, my party, was a yeah, big, big right. source, seventies and eighties, and then there are two thousand. Right. Yeah. Right. Ray Blanton, Ray, Ray Blanton got yeah. impeachment, Tennessee South. Jake Butcher, no. <laughs> and, and you had Operation Rocky Top, Operation Tennessee, Tennessee Waltz, and what you saw in that was because the minority party could not provide oversight. The, the, the majority ran corrupt. Right. And it yeah. ran corrupt. And so it's been my experience in Tennessee that we need minority parties, the strong minority well, parties. you know, and you mentioned that. We've had uh, former speaker uh, Beth Harwell. Sure. As we just joined us. Real nice lady. Good not woman. A fine, not yeah. a finer person in the world. Nice as it can be. You know, as nice as you can be. Common sense, level-headed. Mm. Yeah. Knowing that there is literally two sides to every story. There's two sides to every argument, you know. And she represented a district. She won a district that was Democratic-leaning for about a decade. And right. so she won it as a mm-hmm. Republican. Well, people and, loved her. And, and they should. Yeah. She was wonderful. She was great. And so when I went, you know, you mentioned, I, so I went to college um, at 18, like a lot of kids in Murfreesboro. I wanted to get out of Tennessee, you know, and I I, I did. I, I graduated valedictorian Siegel and went to school in Ohio, but which is unfortunately the most. Where exci- in Ohio did you go? Xavier, Cincinnati. Xavier. Okay. Unfortunately, the most exciting place I could find in the world was Ohio, but you know, I was, <laughs> I was eighteen and I, you know, go Bengals. Yeah, go Bengals. It's, you know, Cincinnati. Cincinnati is an interesting place, and um, it's it's a conservative place too. Um, I got a chance um, to to work in government uh, with President Obama, and then um, later on in advocacy as well. I'm running a nonprofit. But what I saw in that was the the absolute absurdity of the extremes that run this country in media, in, in, in establishment politics, is not in place with what I experienced growing up here in Tennessee. Oh, I, I uh, yeah, 
And I I'm, think I think that's why yeah. Murfreesboro grew so well is because we had common sense leadership. Good leadership. Yeah. Well, I know I called uh, Representative Bragg. He was one of our representatives too. In addition to his brother being mayor here, but I called down there once, and I called said you need to call your representative. We didn't know anything about politics. We were running Raymer Brothers tinning and glass. And I, I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll look at it. I'll call him and say, John Bragg. I didn't, that was I his didn't dad, know him. Yeah. I didn't know Mr. Bragg. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, this uh, and the guy answers the phone. And, oh, I said, uh, I'm calling for John. I'm calling for John Bragg. Hey, you got him. Who's this? Try getting that today. No, no. Man answered his own phone. The girls were out to lunch or something like that, or going to run an errand. Yeah. Man answered his own phone. I mean, he, he was just that type guy. Does Danger Lane have it? Does he have an office here? Go I've, to it sometime. Go to it. Yeah, Is there one? Uh, you know, well, you, I, I've been, I, and I'm, and and, and if uh, Congressman Desjardins, if you hear this, I've been by your office on four occasions. My wife can vouch; she was with me once. I said, when we walk in, I'm going to bet you that door's locked. The lights are on, but no one's home. That's a great way to describe his <laughs> Where is it on the square? I'm, I'm serious, and I've been by yeah. because I, I we believe it. Bill and I believe inviting everyone on. We've had Republicans, sure. Democrats. That's why WGNS is here. We want to get both sides. You're more than welcome to come on. You know, anytime. It's a little bit late in the game now, but you know, I'll put Chris in your place anytime. Well, you know? and I think what's interesting is remember that office used to be so vibrant. You it know, was vibrant. It was I'm covered to think up. Where, where is it? It's right there it's next right to It's right there beside oh, uh, yeah, Parkerson Santel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right across from Parkerson Santel. Well, it used to be so vibrant. And it used to be Kent Sauer used to be there. And I used to intern for Congressman Gordon. And, you know, and this is it, right when Tennessee's going going that way, going red. And you had some crazy folks. Red wave. Yeah, you had some, you had some crazy folks come in there. And they there were some nuts, but they got they got their peace. They got to yell, they got to scream, they got to spit. That that <laughs> office was open. And the the biggest thing that happened when and you know what? With with respect, in her two years in office, Congresswoman Black, uh, Diane Black, Diane. that that office was open. When Scott Desjardins took that office over in 2012, it closed. It. Yeah, maybe, it, it's by appointment only. But I implore you to try to get an appointment. And here's there was the, nobody even there to answer the phone. The, the office is locked. It's, Chris. It's, it's well, Chris. Crickets. And here's the thing about it. I want you. To, I want your listeners to hear this, and I want everyone to hear this. We're winning this election. We're winning this election. The reason why is I have spent the past six months, really the past two and a half years, uh, winning relationships and building friendships with Congressman Desjardins' base. The majority. My, I'm going to have the most diverse electoral coalition in the state of Tennessee on 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 November third. We're going to have Democrats. Republicans, MAGA Nation, Libertarians, Socialists, and none of the above, um, you know, folks that really support the legalization of marijuana, because we've been building relationships in the community that he's taking for granted. To Republicans listening on this call, think about this. When is the last time Congressman Desjardins has asked for your vote? When is the last time he's looked you in the eye and asked for your vote? To come out and sincerely ask. And I'm asking right now, I want your vote. I want to earn your vote. And here's the thing I've been saying. It's getting me in trouble with my own party a little bit because I could go too far maybe. If you do not like me, you in two years, you will have a, a, a freshman congressman, a Democrat, a 33-year-old Democrat at the time, in one of the reddest districts on God's green earth. You can you have a good chance to vote me out if you do not like right. me in two years. Right. And you know what? I like to imagine that 2022 GOP primary. Like everyone with, right. with, with check, a checking account and R next to their name will be in that race. Yeah, and, and that right. that could be that could be a that'd be a good circus. I'd like it'd be fun. I, I got a question for you. Sure. I got drinks. a question. I had somebody want me to ask this. What's your thoughts on legalizing 
marijuana or hemp and then what about taking that money and putting it towards education it's it's absolutely crucial um you know i don't want to get on what happened with operation candy crush i think it's been litigated time and again but i think that what was so problematic about that is imagine the opposite imagine if we instead of rating you know cbd scores illegally and then we invested uh, uh, in cannabis and, and put those resources towards public schools the best example i have is in grundy county actually grundy county is, is a um is a county that struggles economically, to put it put it mildly. It has for a long time. It, the, the terrain's difficult. It's on the edge of the mountain. It's yeah, hard to it's put. A mountain folk. It is. Um, but about about um, six years ago, the the the, the Grundy County Sheriff's Office um, took about ten wasn't this ten million dollars of marijuana that they captured, and they burned it. They burned it. They burned it. Can you imagine if they had <laughs> sold that? And so there's a lawyer out there who said that, that they actually had the legal rights to sell that to a state which we, where marijuana was legal, but they didn't want to do it. But right. can, imagine if we had if that, we had, had that money. Got half I've never yeah. thought about that, Chris. Imagine if we had invest, invested no. that resources into our local schools. So, yes, it would help Murfreesboro. you got folks like Jason Pickle who's probably listening who really want to bring the uh, this industry to <laughs> Rutherford County uh, in Christiana. But I, it would help all of Tennessee. And the first place you put those dollars towards is public schools. Um, the way the way our system's set up in public school funding, unfortunately, um, I, I think it's unjust because basically the wealthier communities get better schools. That's the way the property tax system does. If we can divvy out the sales of marijuana, marijuana sales and marijuana uh, production will actually do better in the poorest communities in this state. Well, it will. And pay for because schools. Because it's, agricult- it it's an agricultural product. Absolutely. It is taking the place slowly of beans and corn. Well, you know, it's interesting. It's, and it is. I mean, it is. Well, and it, you, you said something very, very clear here. It is the, 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 it's the tobacco, uh, right. it's the soy, the beans, and the corn of the 21st century. Is the, I really think it's one of the only pathways forward for maintaining the rural way of life in, the, in this state. Um, you know, agriculture has got to refine and innovate to, to, be, to go forward. To keep and, up. Yeah. And, and, agriculture and, and, and marijuana is the way to do it. The second thing that I think is really crucial, and I think that Congressman Desjardins failed record on, uh, really speaks to rural America and, and some parts of rural, uh, rural Rutherford County as well. Um, he voted for a bill that sent 4G to the moon. But we, do, we have 4G on the moon, but we cannot get uh, more, no. more high-speed internet. Here. 4G to the moon, and we don't have land, uh, broad base internet in well, all the counties. Broadband internet. And, yeah, broadband. Well, it gives you a sense of how my party's lost its way. This is what John Kerry said in 2004. He said, he was criticizing uh, uh, President, President Bush. He said, Why is it that we're building fire halls in Baghdad, but, ter- but, but closing them down in Boston? And so I think that what's happened is there is we are investing overseas. We are investing. Um, we're investing on the moon. It's a it's, it's a glamour project, but we're not investing right here in Tennessee. Amen. You know, and I, I, and that's what they voted Trump in to do. Exactly. Well, I think that I think what's people people we have these signs that say Trump voters for hail, and some people are like, what's that mean? Well, let me tell you, we have tens of thousands of Trump voters for hail. We have to. That's my pathway to victory. Sure. But what what Trump promised, and then what I think Congressman Dejoly has not helped him fulfill is that the forgotten man and woman would be forgotten no more. Um, the reality of it is is that rural Tennessee has more hospital closures today than Congressman Desjardins got elected. Wages are down. Um, Health care is worse. We've got to start investing in rural Tennessee. So, look, I want to be a, a congressman for Murfreesboro, but I also want to be a congressman for Eagleville, a congressman for Christiana, a congressman for rural parts of this county and rural parts of Tennessee who have been truly left out and left behind. Shelbyville. Yeah, absolutely. All these, all these places. Braidable. Right. 
Bradyville, Reedyville, all of them. All We're going to open up right. the phone lines, by the way. Uh, Chris will be glad to take your calls. Dalton will be glad to screen your calls. Oh, well, not necessarily screen your calls. I don't mean that, but to... Um, <laughs> You know, uh, you know, you can throw him a hard ball. He's Please a big, do. He's a he's a big boy. He can handle it. You know, and uh, we'll be glad to do that and to take your calls. By the way, Glenn, if you are listening tonight, good friend of mine said he was going to try and listen tonight. He listened last week. Mariah was on, and I said you were going to be here. He said I got to listen to that show. So I I hope he's listening. Anyway, Glenn, if you are, welcome aboard. We we appreciate it. Uh, Chris, you know, you're talking about the, the you know the difference of the parties and how it changed. When we, I moved here in 1980, this place was as blue, blue as, as your sign. It yeah, was as blue yeah. as your sign. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and you, you you talked about some of these radicals that come in, and it always reminds me. You know, it's like my friend Jack Nicholson always says. You know, Eddie. Uh, all it takes to have a good tea party is a couple of fruitcakes and a bunch of nuts. <laughs> oh, oh, boy, that cost us 300 listeners right there. Uh, but that's okay. They probably aren't going to vote for you anyway, Chris. Uh, <laughs> well, I want to say something on that, though. I think I think on on the idea of nuts and, 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 and fruitcakes, one of the things that's intriguing about my party is I think one of the best critiques of my party from the Republicans is that we're soft. I think a lot of times the Democrats are too soft, mm-hmm, and we I agree. Do, and you know, one yeah, of the things just that, sit back and just let it happen. Well, I think one of the things that, but even my biggest enemies concede about me is, man, this kid works his butt off, right? And also, and, I, and a, you do. You're everywhere, man. I have to be, and and also I'm a fighter, you know. And may, and I think to some degree, maybe maybe I get in too many fights, but I think what Democrats have got to start fighting. Well, but that's what I mean. That's that's the game. Absolutely, we can't just simply they say sit back. this is not a game. Yes, to a point, it is. It's not a game. I agree. It's a hard business, but it, it. You know, I, I heard Barack Obama say once, and you, I'm sure you, you studied this more than, than, than I have, and I mean Bill has too, I'm sure. But he said, and he would meet with his interns, I believe it was, and said, "I'll tell you this: if you're going to be in this business, and you think you're going to come away with a winning idea every day, and it's, everybody's going to love it, said, so you better get out right now. You better go start selling cars or." You know, it's not for the make. It's not for the, the, the faint of heart. Well, no, I, it's not. And I think that just because we have, you know, my party speaks so well to the highest ideals and principles of the American people, but we do not speak well enough to their legitimate concerns. Right. And my, and my right. opposing party, the Republicans, do. Now, the issue is they only, I would argue that Scott Desjardins only politicizes them to re-up them for, for the cottage in the city or getting re-elected. Right. But we have got to, my party has got to speak more legitimately to people's concerns, legitimate concerns, particularly in rural Tennessee. Yep. Um, I, I do think that we lost rural Tennessee, my party lost rural Tennessee because of its own court. I think, I think we left rural tendency behind i don't think republicans are hearing I anything think, i think we did we did too i, I don't think I, I, to a certain degree i don't think the republicans stole anything the no. democrats gave it away to use a um hockey metaphor or soccer metaphor is an own goal you know is an right. own goal and i mean it uh they felt abandoned well and, and you know that's why trump was so attracted to them they, well, they felt like they were left behind it's like this guy's listening even though he's speaking like gerbish or gerbish he uh spoke to their hearts well and one of the things i think look and i, I want to be very clear you know i am a democrat but i think one of the comparisons that you could make between me and the president if you are a trump supporter out there is we both don't back down from a fight 
We both don't right. back down and fight. No. And what I appreciate about the President of the United States, I hope you're hearing this, Republicans, what I appreciate about the President of the United States is in the White House, in the Oval Office, they'll say, Mr. President, there is a special House race in in Los Angeles, and, and we're going to lose by 45 points. <laughs> and we shouldn't go there. He'll be like, get me on Air Force One. We're going there right now. He plays a road game. He's, right. a, He's willing to play oh, yeah. a road game. Yeah. And I think in, I think a lot of Republicans in this in this state know that my opponent does not show up, and that bothers them. But they frankly have never had a, have a Democrat say so explicitly that I want your vote, that I'm a Democrat seeking Republicans' votes, and I am your best choice in this race. And I, I mean this sincerely. I am absolutely Republicans' best choice in this race. And to go to I haven't and heard them, them endorse him. I haven't that? heard any of the people endorse him. He, never will. Well, he. What's interesting about that? Of course, he got the. He got the. I would say the ghost endorsement of the president, but it, well, there was no teeth behind it. He has never, ever, 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 ever been endorsed by one legislator in this state. Not one. Leg- Shane Reeves has never endorsed Scott DeJoy. Why not, Shane? No. <laughs> Mayor McFarland's never endorsed J- uh, Scott DeJoy. Joe Carr has never endorsed Scott DeJoy. No one. Not one legislator. Not one. Now that you mention it, they have not. And, I've not seen it. And they, there's two reasons why. One is they don't think he's a good representative of their cause. And number two, I think a lot of those folks want to see. I think a lot of those folks want to see. Right. Yeah. But uh, back to 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 your way of working and everything and undoubtedly you believe in this this is your second time around you went through this two years ago uh mariah's back on about though it be at a it's a it's a state house, it's yeah. a state house that's fine i mean i've said it before people i'll say it to you again you know we need to have some change well put your name on about this young man here has twice now what did you run He's for last time? What, he ran for this very seat U.S. Right Congress, here. and I lost the primary to Mariah. And I think it's something I really want to kind of hone in. I lost the primary, and I think, and then I actually ran. You for, came in late. Didn't I you? did. I came in late. No you doubt did. about it. You I did. Yeah. And and we don't have to rehash that, but I think one thing to note is that I also ran for state party chair in in Tennessee and lost that too. I I have stood up and said I I disagree with a lot of the Democratic Party and, right. and how it goes about things. And I've stood up to the establishment. I'm not calling Mariah establishment in any way, but I am calling Nashville the establishment. Right, right. And Is I that Mancini? Uh, well, we're, yeah, Mary's a good woman. Don't get me wrong, but the, the Tennessee Democratic <coughs> Party, the Tennessee Democratic function, it, 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 it's like being the captain of the Titanic right now, it, honestly. And so we, I think we need new blood. I think my party has got to, got, got to be stopped being so elitist and urban-centered. I think we've got to really focus on the working class. I think we have to be right, stop being so, we, we have to stop being so soft. We, we, well, we get so and offended. here's the thing, too, Chris. A lot of times the right hand don't know what the left hand is yep. doing. And they're both dancing, and both of them want to lead. Exactly. You cannot do that. You've he, got to say, okay, we picked this this man or this woman for this job. Please do it. Well, and what's interesting about and quit it? Quit second guessing them. Well, and I know. agree with that. I think what's interesting about my party is I've had I've had the I've had the it's taken me about two and a half years to win over the Democratic Party in this community. It's taken I've done my work, and I think what's interesting about it is the Democratic Party. We always hear this this old line that Republicans Democrats fall in love. Republicans fall in line. Republicans will fall in line no matter who's the R at the top of the I, I know. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Democrats love infighting. We do. I think that since I have been at this so long, and frankly, because they're seeing my success, they're like, oh my God, this guy might actually do it. You, you, my, 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 um, my coalition on the, on the Democratic Party, 
you have Bernie bros who are going there and they're casting their ballot for Hale. They don't like me on this or that or the other. And you have very concerned. <laughs> he's a punk, but I'm voting for him. <laughs> <laughs> he's an a-hole, but he's my a-hole. He's my a-hole. So I think that, I think the Democratic Party. Oh, I I think they I think they have fallen. Their affection for me is because of the, the amount of work that I put on. It's not because of charm or anything. The rest you've got the oomph. No, Bill. I, I think we've got the Donald Trump of the of the Tennessee Democrat. But he's telling the truth. Is that you've got you got people? Well, I mean, you, Trump, believe, all, you all, have not backed down from what all, you believe. You all believe Trump in what you has believe. done is say things that people are thinking in their head they're afraid to say. He says it. Well, he comes out and says it, and then he tries to do it. But well, it's, that's a little it's, it's a case to do when you're of on insanity. The United States, well, but, and the, the, the Bernie yeah. Sanders crowd knows that like they can fight Congressman Hale, but let us make him Congressman first. And I think that what's sure. the act get in, of, win, uh, and then change stuff. And I think strangely enough, like I, I hope you come to my election night party. It will be the craziest affair you have ever seen. The vast majority of people at that party will not like each other because I have brought together <laughs> disparate parts of this state together. That's the way you got to do it, though. That's the only path. And look, I'm pragmatic. I can count to 10. And the only way you win this election is by having the most diverse, the ideological diverse base possible. Here, I just want to give you my coalition for a second. Rank and file Democrats are there. A lot of the moderate establishment Republicans, especially from here in Rutherford County, who are sick of the scandals and, and right. the, the, uh, the embarrassment, yeah. um, they're there because they know that I'll fight for them and I'll bring them the resources they need to make this county great. Um, and then I have a lot of the far-right Trumpers who, who think that Scott Desjardins sold out to the establishment, who's a sellout. So I got some MAGA crowds. I truly have, look at my Twitter page, I truly have people with Trump hats and about and the on. <laughs> oh, not going no, there. Come on, man. Not going yeah. there. But and also too, I have libertarians. We have libertarian signs for health. Uh, some of you all have them in your yards here in Murfreesboro. I've seen them. A pretty yeah. diverse. Are they, yeah. yeah. Are they green? Are they so we have the weed signs, which are green. The weed. Right. Weed. I've green. Seen the, I saw them downstairs. And then the right. So like this is a crazy. Like this is a crazy electoral base. That is. But that is the only pathway forward for winning this election. But also, I think it's really important. I want my Republican friends, who I'm really pitching here tonight. You got to understand that you might think I'm a crook, you might think I'm I'm a, I'm arrogant, but you know I'm smart. I think you know I'm smart, and you know I work hard. So imagine yourself this: if this guy wins this seat, he's smart enough to try to win re-election. Do you think I'm really going to sell out to the left? Do you think I'm going to be AOC's lapdog and win in Tennessee? Do you think I'm going to be Nancy Pelosi's lapdog and win can't in Tennessee? Be. It can't no, be. So like, you, let me make this very clear: you know, my loyalty is to you. And your family, it isn't to Joe Biden, it isn't to Nancy Pelosi, it isn't to AOC, it isn't to Donald Trump, it's to you and your family. And if you do not like me, man, that 2022 GOP primary will be so much fun. We will all enjoy it, and you'll have a plethora of options for you, you know? I'm telling you. Uh, okay. Uh, this We've been very fortunate. Bill, have had, Bill and I have uh, been doing our show up here now. Of course, I've been up here going on eight years. And your office is right downstairs. Sure, yeah. It's right downstairs. And I want to touch on this because this may be one of the last times you get a chance to do it publicly. The people sure. that have worked for you. It is. I, um, it's, they are just unbelievable. Every time I've called Carson, I think he's answered the phone every time. If he didn't, he called immediately right back. I mean, and I know he's got things to do. And I know you've got to, I mean. They're those, on fire people, for you. They're on fire for you. They really are. And that is, and Chris. That that says a lot because it's Sunday night, and when we leave here nine thirty or so, they're still they're down there working. Ed's wanting a job, I think. <laughs> I might be. Well, and I hate we'll go to DC. To, oh, I'm going to pivot on this just a little bit and go back to that. Congressman right. Desjardins went on Grundy County Television uh, that, down the mountain about a week and a half ago, and he called me a lazy millennial. 
and like a, a, a immature and lazy millennial. You know, th- th- I, I dare I him to go down and tell that. Was that y'all's debate or something? Didn't y'all have a? Yeah, well, okay. so there's multiple parts. We'll cover that. But yeah, so uh, millennials worked their butts off. You know, and millennials are 25 to 40. We're, you know, 40 year olds are now millennials. We we uh, pay rent. We have mortgages. We have kids. Uh, we all work very hard. Actually, have jobs. Yes, actually right. have yeah. jobs. Careers and, and you know, all that. and so stay at home. Tonight. <laughs> and these young men and women um, on my team, we call them Hell's Angels. These right. these young men and women, they're not kids. They're young men and women. They work their butts off, and they're incredibly effective. And the reason that Congressman Days Arlays had to get out of his basement in, in Sherwood is because of them. So wow. they're, they're putting him to work. And so the reason – and he, Congressman Desjardins is losing, and he's scared. And, you know, I, I'm proud of my, my, my record, my success, but really it's this campaign and those young men and women who are, are winning this election. We've made over 700,000 contacts with Tennessee voters. We're going to have over a million contacts with Tennessee voters wow. by Election Day. I know you're getting annoyed uh, with, our, with our texting and calling. It'll be over soon. But it's how we win this election. <laughs> I'm still I've never seen one of his sons. I've not seen yeah. one of his – Not big around here, No. no. Uh, we had a call. Dalton uh, just gave me. Uh, if elected, will you abide by the uh, policies of Pelosi and AOC? I think I just answered that. But let me. Let me I'm going to look into the. Give the caller. Yeah, I'm going to look. Is that where I look in? Where do I look at? Right there. Right there. Let me make this abundantly clear. My loyalty is not to AOC or Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden or Donald Trump. It is to you. And your family. I take an oath on the 3rd of January, uh, an oath on the Bible and on the Constitution. And that oath is not to a party or a politician. It is to our nation, to Tennessee, and to you and your family. So you've heard me say that. You've heard me promise that. What do you have to lose? You have a congressman that the National Review, the most prominent right-wing magazine in this country, called the worst congressman in America. Republicans agree that Congressman Desjardins is not the man for the job. Give me a chance, and if you do not like me, I'm sure you will find someone in 2022 who, I'm saying right here, is better than Scott Desjardins. I think I think the men and women running in 2022 would be better GOP congressmen than Scott Desjardins. You know he doesn't show up to you. That's why you asked the question. And so I am worth your vote. Um, I want to earn your vote. Um, and if I earn your vote, you know, you might not shout it from the mountaintops, but you should whisper it to your friends and neighbors because I'm the person the, the, for this election. Um, I know where I'm from. I'm not going to be a liberal lapdog. If I'm a liberal lapdog, I'll last 10 months. Um, I'm going to fight for you and your family. I'm going to stand up to the establishment on both parties. We've got a call for you. Dalton, put them on, please. Caller, you're on the air live with Chris Hale. Go ahead, please. Hey, Chris. Hey, hey Ed and Bill and Dalton. It's Meredith Thomas. Hello, Meredith. How are you? Hey, darling. Hi. Um, Chris, how are you? Um, doing well. Doing Thank you for calling. Yeah, it's good to talk to you. Um, first of all, I just wanted to say congrats on a great race. I've been keeping up with your campaign. Um, and you're, I know it takes a lot of hard work and effort and sacrifice. So I really appreciate it. Um, and for giving the people and constituents of the 4th Congressional District just an, a choice, you know, um, in this election. I am very curious. Um, about the conversations you're having with voters and specifically the Trump voter for for Hale for Congress. Um, You know, obviously we know a lot about Scott Desjardins. Um, In my opinion, you know, he's kind of been an enabler of Donald Trump and 
they seem like they have a lot of the same values and character. I'm just really interested in kind of, you know, how voters are arriving at the conclusion to continue to still vote for Donald Trump, but they're going to cross over and vote for you. I think it's great. Um, I am a registered Democrat, but I do not vote straight party, straight ticket. I vote for the most qualified uh, person, the, the one that whose policies and values align with my own. Uh, I feel that's kind of the way that we should be looking at our politics. Um, I'm just really curious about the conversations that you're having with Trump voters and kind of what their mindset and how they arrive at that conclusion that they still think Trump you know, has their best interests at heart, but Scott Desjardins does not. It's a great question. I think what they see in the president, and um, I want to distinguish, once again, you know, um, I, I am a Democrat. And I'm a proud Democrat, a lifelong Democrat. But I think what they see in the president is a president fights in their in their impression for for them. Now you could disagree with them on policy and, and this and that and the other, but they sense in the actual visceral experience of this is man is a fighter and he fights. Now you can contest on whether or not that's true. What they don't, what they what they see in him, and they don't see Scott Desjardins. Is they do not think that Scott Desjardins is a fighter. One person compared to me, Scott Desjardins, to Jeb Bush, and for him that was low energy, low energy Jeb yeah. Bush, and this upsets you know, me because I'm a Democrat. But one of them compared him to Joe Biden, which he meant by that right. it was that he he's in the basement. He's yeah, in the basement. Yeah, but Jeb Bush got some sense. I mean, yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, Jeb Bush will come out and talk to you. Well, yeah. and I think that what happened, Meredith, is we we know those scandals. I've harped on those scandals that happened a decade ago. I think I thought a lot about this. I think what happened and what upset those folks, it's not the scandals itself. It's the fact that he never addressed them. If it, he beats Eric Stewart in 2012, when all this comes out, oh yeah. In 2013, if I'm Scott, what I do is I do an apology tour and spend all my time rebuilding relationships and saying Confessing. I messed up. Yeah, and just saying I'm sorry. He, and and I, Tennessee is we're very forgiving people. We're very forgiving people and, and very forgetful people. We really. are. We are. We. Yeah. And so I think what happened though is he got scared because if you remember the on January 1st, 2013, the first day of the new year. Jim Tracy goes to Reeve Sane, the drugstore, and says, I'm running for the United States Congress. And so he never had a chance, I think, to have that space to remake himself. He thought that his best strategy was to remain closed off. And people forget about it, yeah. And, and that might have worked in the Republican electorate, but you've got to realize, Meredith, and one thing that I think is really important is every summer, in the heat of the summer, and even in a pandemic, 35% of Republicans go to the voting booth to get rid of Scott Desjardins. And they vote for good people, and sometimes they vote for insane people to get rid of Scott Desjardins. People they don't even know. Because they right. don't like Scott. Right. And so, you know, I disagree with Trump on X, Y, and Z policies. There's no doubt about it, and, and I've made that clear. But I think they see that, but also, and I, this is the one thing that I have part on policy, Donald Trump in March came together with Speaker Pelosi. I call it the Pelosi-Trump bill for coronavirus relief. Um, 95% of the United States Congress supported it. Um, Scott Desjardins did not, and that's actually why I got in this race. I don't know if people know that. I got in that race because of, he voted no on that relief bill and just struck me as a moral- The COVID relief bill. Yes, in okay. March, which became the Small Business Immigrants PPP loan. And President Trump said, you know, some, sometimes he gets things right. He tweeted in the middle of March that the, the folks who opposed that bill were third-rate stooges. You know, and I'm with President Trump on that. And so I have really been able to, to, to really nail these two aspects. One is, is temperament and fight. 
they see that Scott Desjardins does not show up, and Donald Trump does, and I, I think they're right on that. Donald, Donald he, he does show up, and Desjardins doesn't. But there's also policy differences, and here's here's my here's my worldview. If Donald Trump's reelected president, he'll win Tennessee, not about it. If Donald Trump's reelected president, any time that Donald Trump is right, I will support him, and I'll support him publicly, and I'll support his bill. Every time he's wrong, I'll, I won't be silent. I'll say the truth. So I, you will know what I think about Donald Trump on every turn of the corner, and I won't be quiet about it. And unlike some folks right now who whisper bad about him behind closed doors, when I disagree about Trump, you'll know about it. But when I agree with him, you'll know about it too. And I think we've got to, we've got to reclaim uh, that relationship with, with the people of Tennessee and not be beholden to the president. You've just heard from Chris Hale, who's running for United States Congress. Folks, we're going to go to our last series of breaks. Evan Lee Raymond here with you with Mr. Murfreesboro, Bill Wilson. We'll be back with you right after these series of breaks. Stay with us, folks. You know, I wanted to take just a minute and tell you about one of our finer restaurants here in town. That's Zao's Hibachi and Sushi Grill. Now, they are located out Highway 231. That's Memorial Boulevard. Go out on past Adams Place. Go right up past Walmart and to the left, take your next stoplight. That's Wendellwood Drive. 149 Wendellwood Drive, Suite B5. They're in the Sprout Shopping Center. This is one of the most unique restaurants you will ever eat at. Appetizers, extensive menus, soups, salad sushi starters but the biggest thing that you'll enjoy is the show on the hibachi grills now mark has set up four of these grills and these chefs are second to none uh, the food very reasonably priced and if you got the kids with you a date with you they will show you a good time that's zao's hibachi and sushi grill 145 Wendellwood drive here in murfreesboro Go to J. Mullins Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. They're located at 352 West Mafia Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions. Weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. That's J. Mullins Jewelers, 352 West Mafia Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Rhonda McCrary has been in the mortgage business for 29 years. During her 29-year tenure, she's won multiple awards for being a top producer. She was voted as a favorite mortgage loan officer in the 2018 and 2019 DNJ Ruthie Awards. She's a proud member of the Middle Tennessee State University 1989 graduating class. She specializes in all types of mortgage products and takes pride in going the extra mile. You can visit her at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, Suite 203, or reach her at 615-419-9193, or even apply online at loansbyrhonda.com. Curve them, crack them, or bend them. We can mend them. Come by Wheelworks, located 516 South Church Street. For a free estimate, we also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Wheelworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. I'm Lee. 
Garcia, the Bond girl and owner of Grumpy's Bail Bonds, now serving 24 Middle Tennessee counties. Sometimes bad things really do happen to good people. And if you find yourself in jail needing bail, Grumpy's Bail Bonds is here for you. We'll get you out of jail with the fastest, friendliest, most affordable service. I guarantee you'll be happy when you call Grumpy's, 877-GRUMPY'S, or go to my website at grumpysbailbonds.com. I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org. Welcome back to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show on News Radio WGNS. All right, and we are back. And uh, Meredith, thank you for your call. We appreciate it. I didn't get a chance to before the break. Thanks, man. Thank you, hon. We appreciate it. I hope and I think Chris has answered. I think you probably knew what she's going to get out of this guy. Okay, Chris, we've got oh just a few minutes left here. I want to thank you for taking this time. I know you're tired. It's Sunday night. I know it is. And, again, your staff, these young men and women, I'm going to tell you, they don't know what the word tired is, I don't think. No, they they, They really don't. I run on Red Bull. They run on youth. You know, their energy is amazing. It's amazing. And uh, they have done just a super job. And all of them will stop, give you the time of day. I mean, it's it's just refreshing to well, see. And I think that one of the things that I hope that to do is, we talked a little bit about this, but like we need a district representation at staff level. Um, you know when you call my campaign, we answer the phone. Mm-hmm. And right. if you want to know how someone will govern, look how they campaign for the office. You know, we've gone everywhere without exception. We did this earlier in the, in the spring and the summer. We helped people when they couldn't get their unemployment benefits from the state of Tennessee. We helped people um, when the bank turned them down for the PPP loan. We knew who to call at SBA. Um, I know how government works. I know how to make it work for you and your family. And I know how to run a competent operation to ensure that you get the help that you need. And folks need that. They deserve a district representation that works at, you know, the Murfreesboro office for Congressman Christopher Hale will not be by appointment only. It will be open, active, the lights will be on, and you'll have a place in there. Right. You're going to be their advocate. You've got to. Well, you know what? Murfreesboro needs, and what I think I'm different than Bart Gordon. There's no doubt about it. I'm different than Bart Gordon. I'm different than Lincoln Davis held the seat. But what I appreciate about both of them, especially Congressman Gordon, because I knew him um, in this in this role, was he was an advocate for this community. And sure one was. of the things I wanted, wanted to make very clear is that I'll be a salesman for Murfreesboro. I'll help bring business, a better jobs, a better industry to Murfreesboro, particularly those communities that are struggling the most. And not just, you know, yes, you'll get your grants, you'll get your, you get, I'll, I'll get Granny her meds, et cetera, but I'll also help bring in private industry. Congressmen can can help bring in private industry into communities. A congressman can swing a very big stick. We you know, don't believe it. There's a lot of them that have been in Congress 25, 30, 35 years. The, the, I mean. One of the things that they really want in rural Tennessee right now, in that, that valley down there, is Publix. They want Publix. They want Publix, uh, uh, um, um, the, the grocery store. You know, and 
Congressman Desjardins has never called Publix and said, "Let's get a grocery store down there." But we need folks who that we need folks who are willing to make the calls and go to the CEOs and and, and and do do the politicking of getting things done. You know, and I want and a lot to, of too often times all you got to do is just go out. I don't think people realize how important that is to have a have somebody here in the area. That's in D.C. It is. I mean, people so, don't get it. Well, you know, you have a county mayor, and Bill Catron's a good man, but he's got he's got to he's got to do the administrative function of running this government. A congressman does not run a government. You know, we do legislative activities, and frankly, if you're a bad congressman, that's all you do is you do legislative activities, and that's it. But there's a second historic role that the Federalist Papers lay out um, in the founding of the country that says a congressman is an advocate. And I want to be an advocate for folks in Tennessee, and I want to help. I want to help use my, 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 my character, my charisma, my my energy to help bring in new resources. And for this to come meeting. up and do a few town halls every once in a while. Well, and know how, to, how your people feel all you across the district. Republicans, you, know. you should know this: that you know me. You know me, and like we talked about before um, with FDR, I know you, and you know where to find me. You know where to yell at me. Um, you, and you know you have the ability. Uh, to have a relationship with me, and every Republican listening tonight will have a place of leadership at my table um, in my community, in this leadership. My service is not going to be to Nancy Pelosi or AOC. I've stood up to the Democratic Party my entire career. Um, I've stood up to my Democratic Party when they're wrong my entire career. I don't have any particular fidelity to me. They're not backing me or funding me. My, my, I'm funded by 6,000 donors across this country. I'm funded by the average donation of $32. I'm not in the back pocket of anyone. Um, I'm beholden to no man, and God willing, one day, if y'all can find me, one one woman. You know, so I'm not... <laughs> I, 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 are, you, are you asking here on WG? Uh, we, yeah. have a, we have a contestant, right, ladies exactly. and I'm sure... No, no, no. I'm sure, you know, you got a lot of eligible women while listening on Saturday, Sunday night. There's several in D.C. Okay, I didn't count on that. (laughs) That's a new one, Chris. Okay, so we have a young man looking for a wife now. All right. We'll keep the door open here. Exactly. (laughs) Grandchildren are important in the Bible. Yes, exactly. My mother would love them. (laughs) I think that's good that you said that, though. Now your mom is still here in Murfreesboro? She does. She lives... um, in, she lives in uh, Breckenridge, um, in, right. in Breckenridge. You know, and I, I, you talked about condolences. We talked about COVID a little bit, and um, my family knows the deep personal tragedy of COVID. My grandmother is 86 years old, and she's going to lose her life to COVID. Um, she's she's on her right. essentially her deathbed. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, you know, I did she, not know that. She's yeah. on her deathbed in Kentucky. Um, and we, what part of Kentucky? Well, she's in Louisville, but she's from Owensboro. 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 Right across the way from where I was. Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. it's right across from Indiana, Evansville area. I was raised right across the river from Evansville, Indiana. It's yeah. um, Goasis. And um, right. so we know, my family knows the pain of this disease, of this, 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 this uh, virus. It's real. It's real. It's, um, it's real destroying. Deal. It's destroying right. Tennessee lives over three thousand and livelihoods, and we've got to take it care of it. We got to. We got to take care of it. We've got less than a minute left. Sure. Thanks again, Chris. Give it your final shot, folks. This may be the last time you get to hear from him. Chris. Thanks for being here. What are you going to say? You don't know my opponent, but more importantly, he doesn't know you. Um, Scott Dejerley doesn't know your joys and your hopes your sufferings and your anxieties. He doesn't know your kids' names. He doesn't know your dreams that you have for your lives and and those of your children. I do. Um, I've met you. I've gone across this community by foot 196 miles before Election Day. I've met you and your kids. I know you, and I'll fight for you. 
I'm Republican's best choice in this election. I'm Democrat's best choice in this election. I'm your best choice in this election. I won't let you down. Chris, Christopher Hale for thank you. the uh, 4th Congressional District against Scott Desjardins. We thank you. We thank wish you, you the very best. We really do. Appreciate and it. And thanks to your fantastic Cracker Jack staff. Bill, ready for another good week. Now, Let's here's what it. we're going to do. We're going to replay last week's show with Mariah Phillips. This hour with Chris will be on next Sunday before the big day itself because uh, early voting ends Thursday. That's right. right? Yep. Okay. If you've already voted, thank you. And if you haven't, please go vote. And consider Chris. I'll tell you, he's a good guy. Till next week, let's stay around for our 9 o'clock hour. This is Evan Lee Raymond. Thanks for being with us tonight. Good night.